Keep it fresh here on the Tahi this Thursday, 21st of September 2023. Just in case you forgot what year it was, we are celebrating a ton of weeks. Uh, we've got Mental Health Awareness Week, which we'll be getting into shortly. Uh, but also importantly, another language week upon us, Chinese Language Week. Ni hao, it's Chinese Language Week. Uh, we also learned a new phrase. I don't know if learns the word. How do... How does he say? How do you say it again? Wahini. 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 Wahai. I. Wahini. Wahini. Means I love you. So you know, I don't know if you want to tell somebody at the clubs that on a Friday, Saturday night, or something like that after you just met them. Yeah. There you go. That's a great way to use it. Mandarin. It Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese language week encompasses Mandarin and Cantonese, mm. and then there's even more if you get into like yeah. provinces and dialects and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Cantonese, Mandarin, Nihao. Make an effort. Make an effort. On RNZ, uh, TikTok actually is a really great video of some of our lovely friends and co-workers practicing how to say, um, please let me into the bathroom, I really need to poop, um, in Mandarin. So I would highly recommend learning that one. You never know when you might need that. On the plane. Off the plane. You know. (laughs) At the airport. Just around town. Maybe it's not travel related. Maybe you're just at work. Who knows? Um, Coming up on the show today, uh, news on the earthquake in Christchurch. Uh, Remarkable baby names, or shall we say unremarkable? Remarkable baby names that were or were not banned. No spoilers. Uh, As well as illustrious guests, Ashi, Island Noon. And to kick things off, we're getting into Mental Health Awareness Week. I'm sure you never saw this one coming. A podcast talking about mental health. It's a brand oh, new idea. Oh boy, nobody's thought of this before. No one's ever done it. It's we're we're we're, we're breaking new ground. We're very yeah. very brave and original. Yes. <laughs> um, mental health is obviously a hot topic, um, a trending one, I suppose you could say. Uh, but this week, in particular, being Mental Health Awareness Week, is a really important corridor to have uh, because, especially here in Aotearoa, our mental health statistics are. Uh, obscene. I would say they're not ideal, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not. Not the greatest. I, I, if I remember, like one in three people will suffer depression yes. at some point in their life. That means, like, statistically, there's four of us in this room. Like, and I think three of us at some, possibly all of us at some point have have suffered depression, which is a ton of fun, right? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as my father always says, just be happy. Yeah, go. Uh, yeah, just know. cheer up. <laughs> it's it's one of those strange things. Like I, I um, I got diagnosed with depression young. I heard they don't even diagnose it. Like at the at my the age of, I got it at fourteen, mm. and I got told that they're not actually supposed to do that until you're like above sixteen or something like that. So I've been like on and off of antidepressants and through therapy and things like that. And over the time, I feel like. I've, like, got a good grasp on my mental health, but I feel like it's always one of those weird things that the media and people seem to think that there's only one way to talk about it, and that is dramatically. Yeah. Oh. Should we get some dramatic music in the background and lower the lights to a really, like, formal... Dude, let's get some red neons in here. Get some red neons up like, in this bitch. Dude, like, it's, statistically speaking, like, if one in three of us have it, is it still really that strange and unique? Mm. Like, should there is there really a stigma anymore? Like, I I don't know because I feel like we should just be talking about it normally. Like, it is quite sincerely possibly the definition of normal of that many people in Aotearoa. Again, honestly, it. being able to just have a yarn with your friends where you're like, yeah, I'm feeling a bit depressed at the mm. moment. 
I don't think I think that's pretty normal. It's getting there, right? Like I know, like as a Pacific Island male, like we still have, you know, there's still a it it, it feels strange, but I feel like more dudes are actually doing it. We just don't know how to do it. If yeah. it's a whole like it's 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 untouched land, like well, it's relearning a an entire way of communicating, mm-hmm. which is really hard. And then if you're starting that mental health journey, like that first step is the hardest one. Because you're ex- you have to look into yourself and start facing things that you don't actually know how to unpack. Yeah. You don't actually know how to face, and you need help to do that. That's the hardest bit. And then when you start unpacking those things, you're like, okay, now I need to communicate them, mm. which is another really difficult thing to do. That's the hardest bit. But once you get through that bit, it gets a bit easier, in Dude, my opinion. Talking about your feelings sucks. I oh, I love to, it. I, I don't know how to express... Like, I have a good grasp internally on my emotions, but sometimes trying to, like, explain them is, like, such a nightmare. But, like, um, it's a, it's really important. Communication is, like, a key thing, I think. I think that's probably the best advice is learning how to communicate your feelings, whether that be to somebody you know or somebody you don't, or, like, you're just, in a, like, waiting to use the toilet at the nightclub, and you're just like, bro... Bro, you'd never believe the week I've had. Like, go for it. Like, do uh, it. women do that in the toilets, don't they? Oh, it's like a, like... you wouldn't believe the camaraderie of a woman's mm. bathroom at a club. Mm. We we talk about our feelings, and it's also just like, should I text this guy back? And everyone's like, no, you're too beautiful for him. And then we just start on that. That's great. We but like me and Wayne Minnie, you were talking about this the other day. It's like. As a girl, as a little girl, you start talking about your feelings with your friends so young. Like, mm. I remember being, like, literally eight or nine on, like, MSN and on the phone to my friends talking about how we feel about the boys we like mm. and how sad we are that they don't like us and things like that. Mm. You, like, start really young and, like, although in high school we're all horrible to each other and no one's meaner to teenage girls than other teenage girls. Like, we're, it gets bad. Mm. But once you come out of that, you're got that base fundamental understanding of like let me check on my friend let me talk about my feelings with my friends and i feel sad for a lot of men that they don't get that opportunity makes me sad yeah i don't know like it's it's just something that like uh, like even even today like now that we like talk a lot about like how we should communicate our feelings me and my mates don't often do that Mm. like we're not like it has to be bad it has to be bad for, like, me and my boys to talk about it, you know? Which I know is not the greatest uh, approach to it, but it's just sort of how, like, we are in, in, I think, our community. Like, it's like, when it gets really bad and I don't know what else to do, we'll talk about it, which is cool that we're talking about it at that mm. stage rather than keeping it to ourselves. But I know that, like, consistent communication is key. Like, talking about your feelings, being open and honest, often is a really important thing, which is, like... Going to a therapist when you're not even really that sad, but you might pick up on some things. Maybe it's a really good time for you to figure things out. The sum of it is, it's 2023, right? Being diagnosed with these things is not strange. You're not different. You're not a bad person. You're not, like... Nothing wrong with you. Yeah, it's it's uh, even using the word disorder and stuff like that feels a little strange because I mean I'm not gonna go as far to say like oh it's my superpower because that feels obnoxious. I was like my depression's my superpower. I think like, ADHD is my superpower though. Um, I don't know more about Lord of the Rings than anyone else is ever gonna know. Depression was my superpower. My superpower is staying in bed all day with the curtains closed, Aye. which you know to some people might be a challenge. To me, it's just a Sunday, um, but you know. With your friends, your whānau, 
Um, communication is key. Talk about your feelings. Open that space. Um, if your friends and family aren't the space that you would feel comfortable to do so, um, there are plenty of services available to you. Uh, we have a link to that on the Tahi social media um, the 1737 Youth Line, Rainbow Youth. There are a ton of services out there that are free and you can access almost 24-7 some of these. Um, and if you just feel like you just need somebody to talk to or you need a push in the right direction, I would utilize those services as you are a taxpayer. So, yeah. You know. See. Wednesday morning, uh, earthquake in Christchurch. It was felt all across the South Island. Jesus. I know. It was, a, it was a hearty shake, people were saying, which I think, if you're in Christchurch, is just so scary. Like, come on. Yeah, they deserve a break from this stuff. I feel like if anyone's had enough, it's Christchurch. Yeah. Um, but as a Wellingtonian, very aware of an earthquake and, and what they feel like. Um, but the earthquake was a 6.0 mm. on the Richter scale, which is pretty high. Like, mm. the earthquake that um, destroyed every single car park building in Wellington... Um, a few years ago was around there and I still haven't been able to park since and the library's still not open and Courtney Central is still closed so a six can cause some real damage Um, but the interesting thing which is kind of scary to think about is that the area where the 6.0 magnitude earthquake struck on Wednesday morning has no known history of any quakes above a magnitude 5.0 so it's the first time ever in recorded mm. history that an earthquake that big has happened in that exact location. Oh. And I don't know much about earthquakes scientifically. I've got the sort of base knowledge that we all have from watching the news. But doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound great, no. Um, no. Don't know too much about earthquakes, but I will say a new one that's bigger than anything else they've had before. Terrifying. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, but there's been 37 aftershocks. Some of those aftershocks have been all the way up at like a, a 3.8. That's, That's pretty wicked for an aftershock, eh? 37 aftershocks. Yeah. It's like, go away. Like, we already had it. But it's crazy in New Zealand. We have to think about earthquakes so often. Like in Wellington, you grow up being told constantly, the big one's coming. Mm. It could happen any day. And when it does, it's all going to be over. And you're like five years old, like, oh my God, it could happen mm. any moment. And there's hundreds of earthquakes like a day. So I'm on GeoNet right now, and GeoNet locates between 50 and 80 earthquakes each day, or around 20,000 a year in New Zealand. Jeez. 20,000 earthquakes. I bet both, most of those are just in Wellington, sort of moving around all the time. <laughs> You'd think my balance would be better, mm. walking around on that all my life. Getting scurvy just walking down Courtney. Getting scurvy. <laughs> oh, no, shingles. <laughs> Is it shingles? No, what, not shingles. What are we talking about? Vertigo. Vertigo. <laughs> Shingles, scurvy, bad. scurvy's like if you're a. Pirate. Well, I mean, you probably would get scurvy walking down Courtney Place no, after two a.m. No, a scurvy's <laughs> if you just never eat an orange. I actually knew this uh, this girl I was friends with. She dated this guy, and it was like 2014. He had scurvy, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, eat an orange, just go eat one orange, and you won't have this problem. You're not going to get scurvy from earthquakes. And what do we do in an earthquake, small model? What do we do? Uh I personally would head to the civil defense website um, and hope that they can that that they can tell me what to do because I don't know what to do. I personally, you want to get under that table? Uh, they change their mind whether you want to be in the doorway or not every mm. now and again, but the doorway, depending on the building you're in and what it's made out of, can be a good place. There's a lot of ins and outs of this, but do check out the civil defense website for all the, the key earthquake info. Joining me in the studio now, 
indie pop queen or princess or whatever part of your reign you're in right now. Isla Noon, welcome. Yay, thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, thank you for coming. Um, <laughs> first question, is noon your favourite time of day? Well, I have never thought about this. What? And I really should have been prepared. I don't know if it's my favourite time of day. Maybe in summer when you're just like lying like this in the sun and you're like, yeah, yeah this is tan great. On. But I'm going to think on that one because I should probably know. My favourite time of day is around 4.30 to 5 because there's still time to do something, but also you can just pack it in at that time. Do you know what? I feel like that's my worst time of day. I just downhill. Time's I need a nap. a nap. Yeah. Everyone needs a nap time. Uh, out tomorrow, brand new single, Body. <laughs> First release since 2021, right? Yeah. What you been up to, girl? What's been going on? So much. It's been killing me. It's been mm. killing me not talking about it. Um, I have been working on this song and a lot of other things since then so not been chill guys I've been working um but yeah this is the first the first thing that's coming out from this sort of like wave of music so really yeah. excited we're working on lots of things like an album oh I don't know oh. I don't know about that oh, oh. <laughs> heard it here first um body is I love it like I was just telling you before we started recording what a song like mm. the synths are huge yeah they are punching you in the face in a really good way mm-hmm. and the lyrics like I, I immediately got it like first line is like body how do I live in you mm. and I was like oh my god here we go and then that amazing line where it's like um body in the mirror looks like my mother yeah oh my goodness gracious <laughs> amazing tell me a bit about the lyrics as much as you're comfortable telling me yeah so interestingly the song I started like no other song. I kind of used it as like not thinking about writing at all. I I do a lot of writing outside of music just like on my own. And um, it started as a free write. So I just opened like my notes app and I was just going. Um, I had so much that I felt like I needed to say or that I was confused about. And I just wrote like pages and pages and pages. And a lot of it was really random, like just stuff that made no sense to me, but it was just kind of coming out. And then I had this musical idea and a couple of days later I was, I opened that up and I was like, man, I still can't find words for this. I don't really know what this is. Um, pulled my notes app up because I used the same app for that writing. And I was like, wait, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and bring this into this music. Um, and so the song really started from a place of trying to bring to light a lot of the maybe like horrible things I've taken on over time or societal ideas about bodies and having one um and I think that's the beautiful thing that music and art does is it it brings that stuff to light and kind of allows you to free yourself from it I think that it's um awesome when I hear a song like this because I'm not a person who's good at writing or anything poetic at all. I'm the opposite of a poetic person. I'm just yelling. <laughs> like, it's just happening. And I love when an artist is able to articulate a feeling mm. or an experience that I've myself has been unable to articulate. Aww. And so I was like, oh, love the song. Like, Aww, she gets me. Like, yes. we're in it together. Like We are in it together, truly. And, like, everyone that I approached with the song, like, even the music video director, Oshara, when I brought the song to her, she was like, oh, my God, I get it. Like... She was like, I love this. I know where you're going with this. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is not, you know, a me-only experience at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the video, though, well, it's kind of like starts as almost like a one-take. Yeah. And it's filmed at a very creepy location. Yeah, so we filmed at King Seat Hospital, which is down south, south, south Auckland, um, quite far down. And... It was in one of the old storerooms, so that's now kind of like sectioned off 
Um, and it was a little bit creepy. They still mm. had a lot of um, stuff there from like the 60s and 70s and a lot of labels on little cubby holes and stuff. It and used to be like a mental yeah, asylum or hospital yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah, so um, the main hospital buildings, obviously, where they had people there. Um, and it was, um, yeah, it was a psychiatric hospital. So it's it's got a bit of a interesting rep. Um, but I was really excited to film there. It kind of tied in a little bit with the song and the sort of idea I had for the video was that it was a very psychological space that I was sort of personifying in the video. So it was actually very apt. Yeah. Mm. I feel like your expression and your movement in the video is like, breathtaking and I was like oh my god wait is she also an actress are you also acting (laughs) I'm not I used to oh well you could could Shortland Street hit me up oh my god actually like if if anyone from Shortland Street is listening like get Eileen on (laughs) get me on both of us I'll bring Evie we'll do a whole skit I'm constantly trying to be an extra on Shortland Street because I want to play a dead body (laughs) so bad I think I'd be really good at it yeah okay um we'll make it happen but anyway, sidebar, back to the music video. <laughs> um, so tell me about working with, what was the director's name again? Oshara. Oshara, shout out to Oshara. Yeah, Amazing job. She's incredible. I like. I think she's just brilliant and amazing cinematographer. Um, we really put that video together, like the two of us. So, yeah. Love you, Oshara. Love you, Oshara. Shout out, <laughs> shout out. Um, when I was reading about... Well, I, mean, I was reading a press release, so it's been oh, yes. I love a good press release. Um, working with Lips and Maud, and it feels like the way your music is put together behind the scenes and what it comes out outwardly, it's very female-driven. Yeah. It's very, like, it's, like, secretly feminist, even. <laughs> like, we're like, the girls did it. Is yeah. that something really intentional that you do, or did these just amazing creative women kind of flock to you? Yeah, do you know what? I wish I could say it was super intentional. I wish I could take so much credit for that, but it actually started really organically, which I kind of prefer. Like, Maud and I started working together, and it just worked. And I'd worked with a bunch of producers before then, and I've worked with a couple since then. Um, something about my working relationship with Maud just gelled. We really get each other, so we've continued to work together um, through my previous singles and this one as well. So that was very natural. And then leading on from that, I met Steph from Lips and while we were working on the song I was like man my key skills are not cutting it like I need someone who's a total virtuoso and we were like hey what about Steph so I think um, it's been a very natural thing to just continue to include women in the project all my videos have been directed by women um, I Need to Go Home was co-directed by my drama swap and Oshara as well so um, maybe it's something that I'm doing subconsciously but I'm gravitating towards, you know, working with women. I think it comes out, though, because, like, yeah, we were talking about this again before the interview, <laughs> but, like, the girls get it. Like, the yeah. girls get the song immediately. Yeah, I think yeah. that, that all of that stuff, whether intentionally or subconsciously, yeah. it comes out in your music. Like, yeah. it feels like a very, like, for the girls, for the girls moment almost. Boys yeah. can like it too. Absolutely. Anyone? And I've had a, I've had boys connect to body in, in their own ways, and I think that's the thing with the song is people have taken it in totally their own interpretation. Um, and that's what I love. Like it's even a that, thing, it's a yeah, even thing. that line, like "Body in the Mirror" looks like my mother. Like people have taken that in completely opposite ways. So I love that. No, I think it's awesome. You sort of exist in between two genres or two kind of industries in my mind. Because you're doing indie pop, mm. and you've got that one side of the indie 
industry, the indie scene in Aotearoa, and then the commercial pop scene in Aotearoa. Yeah. And I feel like, from my experience, those are two very different after parties. Yeah. Like, very different vibes. How do you navigate sort of sometimes finding yourself maybe in that in-between of both? Yeah, it's been really interesting. I'd say, like... The, even the difference between my last single which I'd say leaned a little bit more commercial and I got much more into that space to this one suddenly I'm being pushed a little bit more into b-nets and alternative spaces um that's just where I'm happiest like I I always knew that I was going to be towing that line and that it was going to be tricky especially here where we have quite a divide between those communities but to be honest I feel like there's so many artists coming up now who are doing that um genre is way more fluid than it has ever been and I think it's exciting to try something different to go between. Um, and that's always been like my inclination with the music as well. So I just follow that. Yeah, good vibe. I feel like genre is getting more and more made up as we go along. Yeah, yeah Like <laughs> even in my scenes, right, where it's all emos, like all these emo bands that I've known forever as emo bands, they're my friends. They're like, oh, no, no, it's shoegaze now. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. Okay, like yeah. you could just say it's rock music and we'd move on, but I just yeah, yeah, genre is becoming more and more irrelevant. Totally. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like pop music, don't get me started on pop music. I love. Pop I could music. go for hours on pop music. Honestly, so. I've met a lot of pretentious ass dudes who want to be like eh, pop music. I don't listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. It's like first of all, you're missing out. Yeah. Second of all, pop music is just can be just as highbrow. It's incredibly intellectual. Like. Honestly, I could do I could do a whole podcast episode on that. I have a lot of qualms with people who have issues with pop music. I agree. I think pop music is incredible and it's so much harder to make than people think it is. And even if you were genius enough to make the ultimate pop song that yeah. everyone likes and everyone sings along to, that is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, man. Like, incredibly hard. <laughs> and people are like, well, there's not enough bass in it. And I just got a bass player, so I don't like it. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I think you'll find the most, like, sort of up there even emo artists rock artists praise pop music and it's because yeah. it's because they know guys they know and some of like the best music started as pop i mean the beach boys are considered pop music yeah just saying pet sounds could you do that no, no. absolutely not mm. i don't know how i got there but <laughs> <laughs> that's really good um what's on the agenda for the rest of the year for island noon we've got shows we've got mm. parties we've got more noons <laughs> many more noons to come mm, I think mm. um, yeah Body's kind of a big release for me so I'm kind of going to ride that out hopefully a couple shows um, it's all a little bit secretive right now to be honest I'm a bit of a mysterious mm-hmm. gal what Sneaky. can I say but um, I'm back I'm around I'm releasing music and a video Woo. Woo. so really hyped Yeah. also final question uh, feel free to completely shut me down here but it is Mental Health Awareness Week mm-hmm. um, have you yourself ever struggled in that area and if so any hot tips absolutely man um i think this song totally taps into that so yeah i'm gonna go into something here um everything that i have been writing over the last couple of years has is gonna culminate in a larger project um and that very much stems from what i've been going through mental health wise um in terms of tips (laughs) That's such a hard thing. Um, I think for me, not ignoring how I'm feeling was a very big first step. 
And then um, I reached out actually to Music Helps at one point, and I oh, would super recommend Helps. Music Helps. Um, big shout out to Music Helps. They really like picked me up in a time of need. So um, whatever services you have available to you, if you're in the music industry, that's a great one. Um, but there are loads out there. So yeah, make use of it. That'll wrap us up, leaving on a really positive note about hot tips for mental health. <laughs> Island Noon, thank you so much for joining me. And Body is out tomorrow. I highly, highly, highly recommend the single and I highly recommend this video. Where is the best place for people to check it out and keep up with you? and everything upcoming from this very secret project that no one knows anything about? Um, best place to keep up with me is Instagram, probably. That's where I'm most active. Um, otherwise, Facebook and TikTok's there too. To check out the single, it'll be all your streaming services, so your Spotify, your Apple Music, all the other ones that I always forget. Um, Tidal. Tidal. <laughs> Deezer. Evie's got me. And then video will be on YouTube. Classic. Yay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Weather's getting warmer. Loving yeah, it. Yeah, it's like it. that weird time of the year where it's cold at night, but it's like starts to get stinking hot in the day. At yeah. least in Auckland. It brings a lot of good things, you know. Flowers are blooming, tans are coming along, but it also brings butterflies, which people seem really happy about. They're like, oh, there's butterflies around. And I don't agree. I don't like butterflies. I think they're weird. I think they're scary. I think they're evil. And everyone thinks they're so beautiful. And it's like, first of all, They've got bright colours like a poison thing would have, right? We get taught, oh, look at the colourful animal. That means it's poison. But then when it, and then you zoom up on a butterfly, terrifying, absolutely terrifying, nightmare inducing. Yeah, I don't like it at all. And then we're all like, oh, look at it. It's beautiful. It's just flying around. And it's like, okay, so my second question, so what do you do about moths? People are like, oh, no, the moths. I'll get the moths away. Turn the light off. Moths are coming. Ugh. They're the same thing. Butterflies are just hot moths. The pretty privilege of our world even extends to insects, and I'm sick of it. I don't like it. They're just hot moths. They're just like cool, cool girl, mean girl, popular hot moth, Regina George of moths. You're just a hot moth. And then they only live for like a week, and everyone's like obsessed with them. I don't want them anywhere near me. I always go to the butterfly garden. What? Why? So I can be scared as hell. No, thank you. No, thank you. Thoughts? <laughs> um... Sometimes I feel like a moth because moths fly to lights thinking that they're the moon. Mm. Um, and sometimes I worry that in life um, I'm going in one direction that I think is the moon, but it's actually a light bulb. Mm. Yeah, no, that's actually really... See, that's the thing. I want to bring it back. Moths, there's some poeticness to it. Mm. You know, there's some poetry to, like, they're always trying to reach the moon, but it's just a light bulb. What are butterflies doing? What's their poetry story? Oh, flapping around. Gonna sit on a leaf, gonna sit on a flower, gonna scare the hell out of Evie, gonna fly into her car while she's driving 100k an hour, she's almost gonna die. Haha, <laughs> classic butterfly move. Acting all innocent. They knew what they were doing. They're out to get me. They actually are. They actually are. Probably because you're running your mouth. Well, they're scary. It's not my fault that they're scary. I think it's weird that people aren't scared of them. It seems illogical. Like, I feel like for once in my life, I'm, I'm coming from a very logical stance right now. Hmm. Bright colours, creepy face, weird noise, flapping around mm. all over the place, blah, 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 and everyone's like, oh, they're really nice. Mm. Anything else that did that, we'd be freaking out about. Mm. And, and like, you know those ones? Have you seen them? I've only seen them in pictures. I've never seen them in person. They're size of dinner plates, these butterflies, and they're like bright blue with like gangly bits on the bottom of their wings, and we're like, oh my God, beautiful. Mm. That is the scariest, scariest insect ever. 
Nah, they're scary insects. You ever you ever seen a bull ant? What's a bull ant look like? It just looks like a normal ant, but it's got teeth. Stomp it? They bite really hard, and there's hundreds of them. Stomp on them? No? Like, I'm not really scared of spiders, because spiders are not flapping in my face. They're just over there. Have you seen us? Like, those are the... I don't even... I forget the breed of them, but, like, it, like they're, they're, they're in Australia. If they, if they decide to let go of the roof and just land on the ground, they make a noise. Yeah, but we don't live in Australia, do we, man? I don't deal with Australian spiders, but I don't want to deal with any Australian wildlife, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Scary as hell over there. You know? I think I'm more afraid of kangaroos than I am butterflies, personally. I'm more afraid of butterflies than I am kangaroos. Because kangaroos, it's like, I'm not going to encounter a kangaroo unless I go out of my way to do so. Mm. A butterfly, any moment of my day, I'm in danger. Any second, I'm swimming in a pool, having the best afternoon of my life. Butterfly lands on the water, I drown, hiding from it under the water. I'm not going to drown fighting a kangaroo, am I? The listeners now know your greatest weakness. What? Butterflies? Butterflies. I always have some allergies, so I'm not going to list them. It makes me too easy to kill. <laughs> Keep it fresh here on the Tahi. I am very grateful to be joined in the studio by our illustrious guests all the way up from Christchurch. It's Ashi. How are we? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm surprised you made it this morning because you were telling us you were at the uh, Rolling Stones Awards last night. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Trying to just pack it all in, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, what, you're up here just for the night, basically, from Christchurch. Yes, yeah. Um, hit the Rolling Stones Awards. How was that, by the way? It was so fun. It mm. was so good to see so many friends and, you know, just the vibes were just immaculate. Already. Where was it? It looked like it was in a cathedral. It, yeah, it was in a church. Oh, it was like, good. it's a very random venue, but it was actually amazing. Mm. Yeah, it was awesome. Grateful to have you in the studio this morning. Um, you have been very busy this <laughs> yeah. last year and you've got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, your EP that dropped back in June, July, yep. uh, Status. Mm-hmm. Um, no Man's Land into the New Zealand music charts. Yeah, it did. Yes, yeah, so that was like the last single to come off the EP and... Yeah, it was just so exciting. Mm. Yeah, and, it was awesome. And you did South by Southwest in In LA. Texas, yeah. In Texas? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, Austin, was, Texas. What was that transition like as a... Because I imagine you've done a lot of performing here in Aotearoa. Mm-hmm. Are the crowds any different when you hit the States? Yeah, I think they they just love pop. They're oh, so yeah. ready for pop. Mm. So um, it was just super exciting to play to a crowd that was just like very ready for it and understood the music so well oh, um so yeah it was awesome do you think that crowd i'm just curious and I, it's not to be an insult i'm just curious with like a crowd that may not be familiar with your music mm-hmm. going up and performing how did they receive that they were just happy to hear the poem yeah they were so i took a risk and i played the ep um fresh and yeah hadn't been out and that is a bit of a risk because if they do like it they can't go go and find it yeah. on Spotify and oh, everything like that. Feeling. So, But I think it actually worked because I could sort of see which ones were actually the most popular or which mm. ones consistently people liked. So that's the order that I put them out in. I think it's really special too seeing an artist do what you do, being from Christchurch. Yeah. Because we don't, I mean, at least as a, like a, a dumb Aucklander myself. We kind <laughs> no, of, like, well, like, we're we, not we, saying that. We live in our own bubble as an Aucklander, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, like, especially if you're from South Auckland, it's like the South Auckland music scene is the world. Mm. Um, and I think artists like you, Big Seema, um, Valet, yeah, yeah. Kama Humble, there's, a, there's so much talent coming out of Christchurch. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the state of the music scene there at the moment? Uh, I think there's lots happening. Mm. Um, there is just heaps of talent, um, and I think it, it's it's actually a hu- like very wide range mm. as well. Um, 
like you say, artists like ballet, um, we we worked together, which I think is something that I wouldn't have predicted for myself, mm. you know, a few years back. But I think it's just such like a melting pot of, a, of amazing artists and so keen and willing to work together. Um, so, yeah, it's a really exciting scene down there. So I think. there's like a real good, like tight community. Yeah, I think we were all really yeah. supportive of each other. And we also understand the same struggle of like it's there isn't a huge music scene down there. Mm. And um, lots of people do sort of have to make the effort to come up to Auckland and like be involved with the, the industry. So I think we all have that like common understanding. Yeah. yeah. What would you like to see from the Christchurch music scene in, say, the next 10 years? What would be things that you'd see as a achievements for Christchurch? Um, I think more music venues and just more of a, a live scene. Mm. There isn't really. There's. I think there's maybe like three or four venues, oh, and really? they're very spread out. I mean, Christchurch is a spread out city. Mm. So... Um, we just don't have the same culture that Auckland does in terms of even just young people going out and watching gigs. Mm. Um, that's why people get so excited when festivals come around. And, yeah. so, you know, summer, because it's, it's one of the only times that um, artists come to us or um, and we don't, we don't have our stadium yet, so yeah. we're just waiting for that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but it'll be sweet after that, I, I feel. That's interesting, yeah, because, like, <laughs> I think as an Aucklander, it's, like, just a given that I don't have to travel for live music. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think the one that I know a lot of people it's like yeah festivals like mm-hmm. your one loves and things like that yeah. people travel out of town but like so you dropped your last ep back in june july yeah what are you sort of working on in the moment are you like i know it's only been like three four months since <laughs> yeah. you dropped an ep but yeah is there already like an initiation of like oh, i'm gonna get started on the next one of course yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just standard me yeah mm. <laughs> yeah i have started working on something else and i'm not quite sure what it's going to eventuate into but yes i am working on on cool stuff mm. and I did a, a bit of writing when I was in the States for oh, for nice. South By so yeah find a lot of inspiration there for new music yeah yeah, for sure and like like I said they just know pop so mm. the producers over there and everything they just they just know the world I'm already sitting in and it's it's really cool it's very vibrant and yeah exciting over there so I imagine it was quite like not only like a really fun experience but also a lot of learning yeah, yeah. I was just trying to soak it all up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> I like. What's the process for you like with an EP? Does it is it like a two year process or is it like ah, oh, give me a couple mm. months, I'll pump this out and bang it out. Mm. Yeah, well, I think the the first EP um, wasn't meant to be an EP. It was never like an, an intentional oh, really? thing, and I just made um, a bunch of songs in Australia, um, in Sydney, and they were all like really well sort of woven together and they sort of they really made sense together mm, mm. and I just needed I think one more and I was like well I could call this an EP mm. so it could be my first EP and it was just like really great timing so that that process was probably a year oh, really? um, in terms of like the songs were really they were done pretty mm. quickly but it's the process of actually as you would probably know getting everything out <laughs> which takes a lot longer than yeah. i thought it would you know yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i so when you because uh, i i mean like i'm not super familiar with the pop genre mm-hmm. but when it comes to creating like an ep as a musician in the pop world is there like a theme you take to approach each ep with 
I you can honestly do whatever you want. Mm. I think um, pop tends to well for me. I like to do it a bit dramatically. Yeah, why not? Like... <laughs> you know, just for the drama. Mm. Um, yeah, so I sort of took on the sort of fame aspect and um, yeah, status and what that means in the industry and things like that, and just sort of took that theme and ran with it. Mm. Um, and that was fun for me. That made it more fun instead of just songs yeah that, you know it's real. it's really cool to weave in a concept so yeah it makes the it, it layers the music mm-hmm. it, it brings some meaning to it and things like that yeah it, it makes it just so much better yeah, like yeah immediately yeah. is there any themes that you'd like to touch on on music um or stories you'd like to stories tell stories like to tell yeah, I have so many stories yeah. I'd like to tell. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of fascinating in terms of like not speaking about just um, the usual things, mm. like obviously breakups or love or relationships and things like that. Um, that was really interesting to actually delve into um, an experience in terms of the industry that like not many people have mm. and have experienced and sort of opening those doors because I always wondered when I was younger as well what is it really like you know what is the truth or is it really fun and it is it's all those things it's very complex Mm. Um, and I'm really excited to just continue that that narrative of literally just my life and what it's you know what it's like to be in in the music industry (laughs) is it everything you hoped for it is. It is at the moment. I'm yeah. loving it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That's a. I, I think some people, you know, so, like some people get into the music scene and once they really break in, they just turn to um, despise it almost. You know, yeah. like I think everyone ha- can have complicated relationships with it, and like I hate that. Yeah. I hate that we have to. I hate that, that that that's the sort of the world we live in and the environment. It's sometimes it's sort of here an artist like you who like goes into it and like. I love it. I have fun. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think it really depends on who you're surrounded with mm. and who you're in it with. And I do feel bad for people that get famous really quickly mm. or really young because I think yeah. it's nice to know myself and be in it at a really good time and, like, having, you know, these moments when I have all my, you know, thoughts and feelings and I know how, you know, morally <laughs> i want to do yeah. everything as well but uh you mentioned that you had been in sydney and you'd written this ep and produced it and so forth um you're also returning to sydney later this year yes yeah i'm so turning yeah i'm returning for south by southwest mm. which is their first ever one that they're holding in, in sydney so wow. it should be a really fun time and it mm. should be interesting and i love sydney i go there a lot I have family there so it'll be just oh, nice. nice to go back yeah thank you so much for your time today and hearing about everything no, that, that you've got and learning more about you as an artist because i think like i was first introduced to your music when i saw you work with vale mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i was really interested because like i think he's quite selective on the artists that he works with and things like that yeah um so when i saw that collaboration i was like really interested and 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 seeing more of your music over the time um since i've been here at tahi has been really interesting so mm-hmm. um thank you so much for your time today thank you for um, having me <laughs> you've got like you said you you're working on some music you just congratulations by the way got a new music thank single you. funding for gnl <laughs> Um, where can people stay up to date with everything you've got going on to find all your new music? Um, honestly, just socials. Mm. Um, I'm Ashi Music, A-S-H-Y, um, on most platforms. Um, and I am on most platforms, so it's pretty pretty easy from there. Get amongst the TikToks, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, we're getting back into the show. Names. 
We've all got one. Mm. Mm. That is true. At least one. Um, and as we all know, right, there are names that are banned in New Zealand and other countries. You've got like a list of things you can't call a new baby. Lula does the hula. That one. That one. Yeah, yeah. Lula does the hula something something. Yeah. There was a guy who tried to name his kid Full Metal Alchemist. So first name Full, middle name Metal, last name Alchemist. That was rejected. I think it's a great name, personally. Um, but an interesting one out of Australia. So I kind of love this because I think it's really silly and funny, but mm. kind of don't love it for the kid. A journalist in Australia wanted to test out what names you couldn't call a baby. Mm. And she was doing a bit of a bit. Like, she's like, I'll give this baby, she said a little baby, call it a really silly name and it will get rejected. So she named the baby Methamphetamine Rules, shortened to Meth Rules thinking it would get rejected it did not it did not the baby is now called meth rules so she just has a baby called meth um which i suppose you could say their name is mess with a lisp but the baby's name is meth and i feel like that's pretty dark but also pretty funny i just nickname it met or change its name i think changing the baby's name is probably probably the next step like 500 bucks to change Oh, man, I think in this case be... they should do it for free. They should, but will like they? If you were ever going to give a coupon out for a name change, you give it to this baby. But it got me thinking about the names that have been banned in New Zealand over the years. Mm. And like for 2022, there's a lot of names. There's over 30 names that got rejected. And most of them are quite similar. Um, but the criteria in New Zealand, these is what you're not allowed to have. They're like... Oh, wait, let's hear the criteria. You can't have uh, any official titles, uh, no numeric characters or symbols, like a backslash, like punctuation mark, um, no swear words, and limit the name to no more than 70 characters. Hmm. So that's our, that's our vibe. 70 characters? That's a... 70 I know, characters. So I know a couple. I, I, could, I know a handful of people in Northland with names that are just sent paragraphs, dude. Yeah, 70 characters. Maybe. I don't know. Let's get Waimaru Dungi's opinion on that one. Um, but here's the names that were declined in 2022. A lot of people called King. You know, your normal King, mm. Saint, Royal, Messiah, Princess, Prince, Sire, Bishop. You know, normal things. They're titles. You can't call them that. But then you get down to people trying to get around those rules by just spelling it in a different way. Mm. Uh, so one of them is uh, Royal but it's spelled R-H-O-Y-A-L. Royal. Royal. And they were still like, no, we see what you're doing here. Um, and then there's one called Majesty. You can't call someone Majesty in New Zealand because it's like Her Majesty, the Queen. But they've spelt it M-A-J-E-S-T-E-I-G-H-H. Majesty. Jeez. Majesty. But they weren't allowed that either. Um, I wonder if you're allowed to name your kid like... Aragorn, son of Arathorn, king of men. Like, would you be able to put king of men? King of men. It's just going to be a no. That's where they'd get you. Do you remember um, during COVID and everyone started trying to name their children after COVID-19? Oh, did that? That was like a big, yeah, corona, um, virus, I think Koviki and things like that. There were a few, anything COVID related. There was like a good time where like people were like, I'm going to name this child after COVID. And it's just like. Oh, dear. Um, names. You know, throughout your life, your name will change meaning. It's like mm. how, you know, Ice Spice, her first name is Isis. And then she got booted off of Twitter because that was her name. But that's yeah. just her name. It's my niece's name. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. name. I mean, you know. Born in 2016. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
just moments before. Just <laughs> like, moments. Genuinely on the you, cast. You man. like turn the TV on after and yeah, like, oh, it was. Yeah, it was honestly like she was a year old and it was like, oh, this isn't good, <laughs> man. Yeah, not the greatest. Um, my cousin has some great names, but they always get rejected. Masini um, Gani. Um, Obadiah War Machine. Obadiah being a biblical name. Um, Doombali Hux. Oh, was that's another one. good. Um, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some great names out there. My family tradition is to name a child after a cowboy. I don't know why my grandfather started this. Cowboys um, are cool, I guess. But then my great-great-grandfather started the tradition where you'd name your child um, German names because he colonised our country. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, slay. Wilhelm. I mean, my name just means hazelnut. Not very interesting. Does it? Um, yeah, apparently Evelyn means hazelnut. I don't know. I don't know what Evie interesting. means. Interesting. But, like, Evie was one of the most popular names. Like, I think it was, like, 10 years ago. It was, like, third most popular name. So there's a little Evie's running around. But there were some twins that I knew when I was growing up called Benson and Hedges. That's great. One twin benches, benches. Benson, Benson, other twin hedges. Nice. And that that got through, but yeah, uh, Freakal did not. That's unfortunate, that. dude. Don't know about that. Yeah, meth rules. Meth rules. Great name, um, but probably probably need to change it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine your prescription at the chemist. <laughs> I got a script here for methamphetamine. You hear methamphetamine <laughs> in the chemist, you're going to go, oh. <laughs> Ni hao, Matua Harry. Hello, ni hao. Ni hao, ma. Um, I just wanted to add, before you were talking about scurvy... Yeah. Um, coming from Dunedin. You've had it? No, oh. but Dunedin students that are already living in hypothermia-like conditions. Yeah. Uh, but to save a buck so they can spend more on um, fun drinks mm. and fun lollies, they, <laughs> they only eat... A lot of them only eat two-minute noodles. And yep. that's a big scurvy giver. If, yeah. you, if you're the, like the nutritional value of two minute noodles is not great. It's the same as polystyrene. Um, I'm pretty sure. But I agree with Evie. Eat, eat some fruit, everyone. Don't get scurvy. Honestly, the 1600 pirates called and they want their disease back. Eat an orange. Mm. Get a just juice bubbles, even. Honestly, just juice bubbles. If you have scurvy right now and you're listening to this, hit me up. I'll get you some oranges. Like, come on. Or a mandarin, even. Love mm. a mandarin. It's like a cuter orange. It's a cuter orange. It is. It's cuter. I'm going to be popular. honest. I can never tell the difference. Is One's just smaller? Is it what, a... what do you mean you can't tell the difference between a mandarin and They're an both orange. orange. But orange is larger, and then you cut into it, and it's orange. Yeah. Whereas a mandarin, it's the little... You pull the little bits. The little bits. They come off into a little, a little, little crescent, and you just pop it in your mouth, and then you... That's the difference? Yeah, they're like uh. a different... They're like cousins, I suppose. Cousins, all right. One of them's yeah, cuter, yeah, though. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, never had scurvy. Hope you never have scurvy. Um, yeah. Never had chicken pox, though, so I'm probably getting shingles. So. Oh, you never had chicken pox? Never had chicken pox. I'm my parents, sure I did. I, my parents did, like... I don't even know if they knew that they were raising a Samoan. They took me to chicken pox parties. It's like a very white person thing to do, right? Like get a bunch of children together and give them all chicken pox. Like during, like, early 2000s... It was like a thing. It was like a thing in the nineties, right? Yeah. Um, and I just hung around all these like chicken pox infested children, and I never got it. I think I got it. I can't actually know. I am doomed to get shingles in my like forties or something like that. What like, is shingles? Like, it's chicken pox's uncle, but it's like way worse and affects oh. your heart and chest. And, oh no! Oh, I don't yeah, want it's you pretty to get gangster. That. Yeah, I had the mumps though. That was pretty gangster. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that was. 
a ton of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so get vaccinated, I guess, and eat, eat an orange. Eat dude. an orange. Like, That's my advice be a of the week. Great idea. Um, also, just before we wrap up, I want to make a big shout out to uh, Rizvan and uh, CLC. Uh, the Talanoa Tuesday I went along to the other night after the show. Um, held at the Taro Patch Collective or Creative uh, in Papatuitui. It was like a really cool men's mental health space. I don't even know if I'd call it a mental health. It's just like, it's just people coming together to Talanoa and like just share in a safe space. Like it was really cool. Just like good company, good vibe. Shout out to the movement who was there as one of the guest speakers and shared his uh, corridor. It was a cool night. Um, and the Taro Patch Collective space is it's so cool it's so I gotta show you photos of it mm. it's unreal how cool that space is I only is. saw the photo of all of you guys looking like posing together yeah and I was yeah, like yeah. oh that's nice and I wasn't the only white kid there how oh, good yeah. is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Fancy, fancy. I felt pretty good about that so <laughs> shout out shout out to Talanoa Tuesdays um, every Tuesday in Papatoi Toi if they're in Auckland it's a great place um, yeah I think that's you got anything else to add I'm just thinking about um, butterflies still and now I'm thinking about oranges and just thinking about summer, and I'm too goth for summer. I'm not excited. What do goths wear in summer? Do you a wear like great a black, black t-shirt, black question. shorts? Or do you just always so wear a leather coat? What do I wear in summer? It's a nightmare. I have no idea. Look at me. Look at me. I'm wearing a leather jacket, and it's like 25 degrees outside. Yeah. I don't know where to go from here. So I, like, summer is very stressful for me. Mm. It's very stressful for me. And also doing my eyeliner in summer, get all sweaty. I look all crazy. Get in the water. Now what? What do am I wearing? Do swim? Well, I do. I like to swim. Because I feel like goths don't go out often. Do they like... Goths go out just... But at night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not yeah, in yeah. the day. Yeah, not 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 as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, emo summer, goth summer, it's a rough time, so um, keep us in your thoughts. Um, is there a place that emos could go where there is no summer? Finland. They love black metal in Finland. I've always wanted to go there. I feel like they, cause they drink the most coffee in the world, smoke the most cigarettes, and have uh, the they're the happiest people in the world also. Mm. And they all love black metal. So I just feel like I'd vibe. Any Finnish people, hit me up. Give me a ticket. Finnish. Finnish. Also, socialist. Santa Claus lives there. Santa Claus lives in Finland, that's According right. To According Finnish to Finnish people. people. <laughs> you yeah. can go to like a thing there. And there's like a little North Pole. Yeah. Um, the guy from Hims there. Vili Valo or Vale, whatever. Mm. So shout out to that guy. Actually, I don't know. He probably did something. Doing wonders for Finland's tourism sector right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I am. I just I don't know if that Kontiki? guy did something or not. I'm too scared to Google it. I wonder if Harry, Harry, are you going to Finland when you go on your Kontiki, or is that off the? No, yeah, it's, he's a going no. Like Berlin. it's a no. He's going to Berlin. Boring. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Berlin's no awesome. socialism here. Um, anyway, hey, that's all the time we've got for today's show. Um, until we see you next time, as we always say, till fast before and see you next Tuesday. Kakeets.